This program is sponsored by Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts. Located on 185 Worcester Street, right on Route 9, they can be reached at 508-545-8105 or at wickedchronicvendorcommerce.com. Wicked Chronic is a boutique-style retail shop that focuses on selling counterculture products such as Wiccan cannabis cultures coming together in a unique setting. You need something for that special spell? Go on down to Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts and speak to Beverly. Tell them Dr. Chris sent you. Check them out today. In the shadows you can hear the sound The rumble of a hundred hellhounds Cries of the banshee, a terror of the way to go You also can't see if there's nowhere to go It's the creature And welcome back to the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast for this Halloween special. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm Mel Heflin, his (laughs) co-host. And I'm Mel Heflin, his co-host. And tonight, we are talking about slasher serial killers here on Supernatural Creatures and Lore. Why? Because in Season 14, Mel Heflin has an episode synopsis for us. Season 14, Episode 4, Mint Condition aired November 1st, 2018. Sam and Dean go after action figures that come to life, and Dean finds himself inside a real-life horror movie. Now, it's funny this episode aired November 1st. Supernatural airs on Thursday, so that makes sense. And Halloween last year was on Wednesday. Uh, I was really excited for this episode. But, let's face it, Halloween, people are like, oh, Halloween's like a 60-day holiday because it starts in September. Okay, then Christmas is a 90 thousand-day holiday, because people start celebrating Christmas in October. Lifetime started their Christmas movies yesterday, or earlier this ah, week. And you know, I am a huge fan of the Lifetime Christmas movies. Oh my god, I really, you're I, fired. It is, it is bullshit, and I love it. But, if technically speaking, Halloween is more like a three-day holiday, because you have the Devil's Night, which is October 30th, you have Halloween, and then you have All Saints Day, which is also Mexican Day of the Dead. Right? Uh, Day of the Dead is actually two days. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. All Saints Day in Day of the Dead is um, the child- for the children that died. Okay, for the love of Chuck, I'm done with you. Um, <laughs> so, in this episode, we have some uh, guest stars. Genevieve Buckner, who is not Genevieve uh, married to Jerry Padalecki. Uh, but who plays Hatchet Man? Barry Nerling uh, is David Yeager, the Hatchet Man, who reminds me of the villain in currently in the, the, the new season of American Horror Story, 1984. I recognized one of the guys that the slasher gets from iZombie, and I'm trying to find his name right now. But this is a stuntman who's actually appeared in many things, such as RoboCop, the 2014 remake, Battlestar Galactica, he was uh, Adama's corporal. BFG, which is a movie about a big giant, not big fucking gun, like from Doom. But he's also been on Charmed, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Van Helsing, Once Upon a Time, The Musicians, The Flash, uh, Supernatural for several episodes, The Exorcist, Supergirl, uh, Lucifer, The X-Files, and uh, Stargate Atlantis. So he's been in a few things as a stunt performer, and then as an actor, he, of course, plays, you know, David Yeager in Supernatural, but he was also Scar on Supergirl. I don't know who Scar was, but it was Mr. and Mrs. 
Mitzel Pidlick episode. Uh, he was uh, he was on Arrow, and so he's been a CW favorite for a while, which is obviously you're on one CW show, you seem to get on a lot of them. I noticed that, like with uh, this guy Nathan Barrett, he was one of the slasher victims in the um, movie within the show, and he was I recognize him from iZombie. Haley Sales is also in this episode. She's one of the females, and she is just beautiful in all of her IMDb pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so slashers. They have not really fought a slasher, per se. If you remember, I think it's in season one, there's an episode where Sam is kidnapped, and Dean has to team up with a local sheriff to find Sam, and it's a bunch of slasher serial killer hillbillies. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay, and then there was an episode where Sam and Dean are trying to investigate a haunting, and the ghost comes out of the wall and crosses over the salt, and they find out it's actually a person living in the walls of the house. Oh, that was one of the best episodes. Me and my mom loved that one. Right? And then there was also an episode, I think, that was an homage to Clue? I think it's this season, actually. Or is it? Or was it the season Dean was a demon? Uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure the one you're talking about. You might be talking about season 14 then. Okay. Then I might be talking about season 14, but there's, yeah, there's an episode where it's a very much a clue homage because the trailer for the episode was like, was it the professor in the whatever with the weapon? Was it this person with the weapon in the place? That was the way the trailer made it out, which is really um, cool. Yeah, I think it ends up being like a demon. Fun. I think it ends up being like a demon or something like that. That's, that's having a lot of fun with this whole thing. Um, but the, that that episode was kind of like a serial killer in a way. But they don't deal with slashes a lot. Now, we know, of course, what are the two movies that Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles have been in that involve slashers? Uh, Friday the 13th, the remake, and, and My Bloody Valentine. Which you can listen to Mel Heflin and I's uh, review, uh, commentary review of My Bloody Valentine 3D, except for in Canada where it's been banned. <laughs> Don't ask me why, but Lionsgate said that it uses audio from the movie or something, which is not true. Yeah, that's apparently there is a piece of audio from the movie in the video that I was recording. Hmm. And that is enough, really? There's entire clips of that friggin' movie online. Right. The movie is on YouTube. Go after the person from the foreign country who's posted the entire movie on the internet. But I digress. Yeah, so if you're in Canada, you can't listen to it because Lionsgate's a bunch of jackasses. Sorry, Canadian friends. Yeah, anyway. um, Yeah, so, and then, of course, I mean, these movies are 10 years old. The spoilers. Dean, uh, Jared plays Clay, who's trying to find his sister, who's been captured by Jason, which is the problem people had with that movie, is why would Jason kidnap somebody and not just kill her? But he's a mentally deranged, uh, handicapped mountain man who's been living in the woods since a child that he drowned and, and saw his mother be killed. into it. Okay, yeah, but still, you, you, he, his psychologicalness is a little messed up when he sees a woman who think, he thinks is his reincarnated mother, you know? Right. Right. That makes sense. Okay. In the My Bloody Valentine movie, Jensen's the killer. Spoiler, but the movie's 10 years old, so. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of a twist. Ooh, what a twist. I try to go back and rewatch that movie and try to convince myself that he's not. There's no way I have to be missing something because I can't think of right. our Jensen. Because neither Jensen or Jared would get into any kind of trouble with the law that would involve them uh, getting arrested, would they? No. Never. 
Never! There's nothing either one of those pretty boys would ever do at a bar. I digress. Especially not move. Especially not on the edge, the end of your television series, which has been going on for 15 years. I knew them ending the show was going to put them in a bad place. Anyway, moving on. So I thought we would talk about slashers. Now, in real life, we have real serial killers. We have Ed Gein, we have John Wayne Gacy, and so on and so forth. But we're not going to talk about those guys as much because we're not a, we're not, I mean, we can a little bit, but there's so much information about them. So I thought I'd have yeah, a lot of fun with this easy. being, what? They're too easy to find information on. Right. And we're not going to talk about Freddie, Michael, or Jason because people know everything about those guys. There are whole entire documentaries about Freddie, Michael, and Jason. Michael has had had a movie came out last year, and he's got two more in development starring all these returning cast members from the 1978 original. Jason's development is in hell right now because daddies can't get along and figure out who owns the rights to his uh, custody. And Freddie was sold to the was given back to the Craven family by Warner Brothers because Warner Brothers has no investment in a Freddy Krueger movie. But I digress. We do not need another Freddy, Jason, or Michael movie. We've had enough. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm there. We don't need another one. Move on. Create a new serial killer. Can I mention one more thing about uh, the slasher in the show? Yeah, we can talk um, about the slasher in the show all we want because it's a unique new slasher. But who does so, he remind you of? Uh, I mean, he reminds me almost very much like Jason. True, but what swamp-based serial killer hillbilly created in 2006 does he remind you of? 2006. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Adam Green created the serial killer ghost played by Kane Hodder, who played Jason, Victor Mm -hmm. Crowley in the Hatchet franchise, Mm. which it is a franchise because there are four Hatchet movies. Hatchet 1, 2, and 3. And now Victor Crowley, which is like Hatchet 4. Um, I was trying to look up something about it, and all I could find was ICP's Hatchet Man at the front. But, yeah. But, yeah, so that is my first pick for slasher characters, is Victor Crowley, played by Kane Hodder. Um, He is a guy, he's a um, disfigured um, abomination whose father accidentally killed him trying to save him. And he comes back as a ghost of the swamp and cannot be killed either. Nice. Uh, have you ever seen the Hatchet movies? No. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I you actually yourself um, have a never even fan. heard of the, sla- uh, the Hatchet movies. Which is weird because I do really love slasher movies. You need to watch all four Hatchet films, one, two, three, and four. They're amazing. They're 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 a little tongue in cheek sometimes because they poke fun at the horror genre, but not in the way Scream did, not in that way. But they are self referential about it because uh, Tony Todd, Robert England, uh, William Forsythe, Tom Holland, um, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, Derek Mears. Uh, Zach Galligan all appear in these movies. Wow. Yes. Um, and Kane Hodder plays not only Victor Crowley in all four films, but he also plays Victor Crowley's father in the flashbacks. Oh, my God. Kane Hodder gives the best hugs in the whole world. Um, and Derek Mears is in the third one. Robert England's in the first one. Tony Todd's in the first two. Oh, oh Daniel Harris is in one, two, is in two, three, and four. Played by a different actress in the first one, but they couldn't get she couldn't come back, so they replaced her with Daniel Harris for parts two and three, and then she has a cameo in four. Um, 
yeah, a lot of lot of horror icons in these in these movies. Definitely check them out. Uh, they're all they should all be available on DVD or Blu-ray in some form or another. Yeah, I need to see these. You need to see these. I'm kind of shocked, and disappointed in you. <laughs> Felicia Rose, Felicia Rose, who plays the transgender serial killer from the Sleepaway Camp movies, at least the wow. first one. She has one of the best deaths in the fourth film. She gets a hand ripped up through her vagina and out through her mouth holding her cell phone that she cannot stop being on. Like, she's oh always on her cell phone, and then Victor Crowley, like, punches his way through her twat out through her mouth with her cell phone. That's amazing. It's like she wanted that kind of – she wanted a ridiculous death, and what better death than to be punched through your vagina? Having the, a ridiculous death is like uh, – it's, it's like better than anything else in – this scene. Now, that being said, Felicia Rose, who played like the first on-screen transgender serial killer I can think of, not transvestite, but transgender. Uh, uh-huh. She was the you know the kid with the dick at the end of the movie. Yeah. Who think he's a girl? Don't forget, there was Norman Bates too, which who was a trans, who was a crossdresser transvestite. What, what's the terminology used for him? I, I'm not sure if it's anything further than just um, disassociated. Personality disorder and cross-dressing. Okay, cross-dressing. Okay. So I don't want to get my terminology correct. So nobody leave comment section below. Be like, oh, you don't know anything about... Okay, shut up. I don't care. Okay, I'm, I'm coming up with the best terminology I can. Felicia Rose embraces this character, even though she herself is a woman. She's a full-fledged... Yeah. She she's always been a woman or whatever. But it, it, it kind of opened the doors a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, could you do a movie like Sleepaway Camp today? I mean, they kind of remade it, but not with the transgender serial killer. I don't know if they could. I think certain things would be very... Uh, some things would be different, but I, I feel like it would be a necessity these days to have it played by an actual transgender person. Correct. Um, and there's going to be one of those in the craft movie coming up, but we're not going to discuss that because, A, it's a remake, so F you. <laughs> Says it right there. Um, moving on. Um, Felicia Rose, again, great death. Now, speaking of real-life serial killers, do you know who Richard Speck was? I do not. Okay, do you know the actor Corin Nemec from Stargate and The Stand and Parker no. Lewis Can't oh, Lose? Yes. yes. Okay, he played Richard Speck in a movie which terrified the crap out of me because I interviewed him right afterwards talking about this movie. Richard Speck is... I believe also a transgender serial killer who hated women because when he was in prison, he got hormone injections to become a woman, I think. My fact might be a little bit... Or forcefully. Uh, He totally got the state to pay for it. Like, you're in prison, you get what the fuck you want because that's the law. God forbid prisoners are punished. But I digress. We're not going to get into that conversation. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> but the crime for which he is committed for the rest of his life to prison for, unless he's been executed, which I have not looked up uh, in a while, is this. Uh, he kidnapped, like, nine women or so and tortured and killed them uh, and raped them in horrible ways. Like, all of the bad ways you would not want to have things done to you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nurses, by the way. Course. Yeah. The best people on the planet. Um, and there was a movie made and start, Courtney Mick started it. Um, it's pretty brutal to watch. Yeah. I think we've done a. We've done a. We've done What's a. His slasher nickname? Richard Speck? I don't think he has one. 
Oh. It's just I was relating to the whole, like, transgender He's thing. Relating. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, he got 400 to 1,200 years in prison. Wow. <laughs> he, got, he got murdered on eight accounts. He died in 1949. Okay. No, I'm sorry. He died in 1991. He was 49. Gotcha. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah, what he did, uh, eight student nurses were murdered by him. Jeez. But he's lost count of how many other people he's killed. Lovely guy. Yeah, Speck held the women in rooms for hours, leading them out one by one, stabbing, strangling, and then raping uh, his last victim. So he raped one. But I'm pretty sure he stabbed her in some place. Wow. Yeah. He has XYY syndrome. Okay. The reason I bring him up is because we're talking about, like, Norman Bates and his psychological problems or Felicia Rose's character. What? You mean XXY? No, it says XYY syndrome. Huh. I don't know what that is. Uh, Three-part series of the XYY syndrome in 1968. Uh, Unsubstantial theory associated the syndrome with violent behavior as an established fact, noting that karyotype has been cited in migration of attorneys defending... Uh, oh, here we go. Okay. Um, they're prone to violent, excessive behavior. It doesn't say what the hell it is. Anyway, so moving on. Oh, we got the death penalty. That's what happened to him. Uh, it just took a long time to kill him. Oh, no, he died of a heart attack. Here it is. Okay, he was 50 years old. He died of a heart attack. Sorry. Okay, got my information right. His resting place is not disclosed. <laughs> I can imagine why. I mean, seriously? So, anyway, um, Felicia Rose from Sleepaway Camp and Victor Crowley are two of my picks. Who are two picks you have for fictitious slasher serial killers? I mean, I'm going to start with Chucky. I have some fun facts about the Chucky genre. Um Charles Lee Ray comes from three different notorious serial killers, Charles Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald, and James Earl Ray. And did you know that Chucky was originally written as supposed to be a manifestation of Andy's rage? I heard that, yep. Uh, the original name for the first draft of the film was called Bloody Buddy, <laughs> but that didn't stick. And then um, Chucky has real crimes that were blamed on him but I'm not going to get into that too much because we do have a lot to talk about that on this. Um, troubled rapper Bushwick Bill from the East Coast hip-hop crew Ghetto Boys, popular from the 1990s, is a lifelong horror fan who feels a special connection with Chucky. He told Vice last October, Chucky, he was my size. I was joking around with the idea, wouldn't it be funny if Chucky was ghetto? What would he sound like and what kind of situations would he have to deal with? So I sat there and watched the movie over and over and over again. And my mind, instead of looking at Chucky being white, I looked at him as being me. Uh, he made a fan video about Chucky that's uh, quite an interesting fellow. By I the believe way, he's a little person. By the way, Not- did, you, did you happen to catch in the comic book store what famous comic book character that Jer- uh, Jensen Ackles has played standing as a statue? Green Arrow? Jensen Ackles was never the Green Arrow. Oh, my gosh. Why did I even say that one? Um, you have failed this city, Mel, oh as the gosh, Green Arrow I would really say. <laughs> I, I even pictured his costume in my head from Halloween a couple of years ago, and it came out Green Arrow. No, nope, he I passed think. the statue of the Red Hood in the Batman animated movie. Red hood, Under the Red Hood, he was okay. Jason Todd. <laughs> also... 
Uh, Sam and Dean are seen using mugs from what television show that is also currently on the CW? I don't know. I saw Jensen drinking from an Iron Man mug. Uh, they are seen drinking from uh, Barry Allen's mug, a.k.a. The Flash. Oh, was it The Flash? I could have sworn it was Iron Man. Nope, it was The Flash. Huh. All sorts of little Easter eggs in there. Yeah, all like kind of CW references. I mean, I thought the best Easter egg of all was... Hold on a second, I'm going to pull this up. I mean, the best Easter egg of all isn't so much an Easter egg. It's right there in your face when the episode starts. Yeah. Lionel calling out for his hose to join him in battle. Yes, the Thundercats obviously have a prominence in this episode, considering Panther beats the crap out of somebody. Attacking. (laughs) I love it when he's unwrapping stuff and he's like, "Ooh, ah!" And I'm like, "Dude, you work at this comic book store and you're ooing and ah, like you've never seen this." May I don't know. I I just thought that was just a tad bit overacting on his part. I probably would have done something like that in real life, but not not as an actor. Maybe. Um, I, I just thought it was kind of funny. I do love all of the images in the comic book store. That was my favorite part, just because uh, being a big comic book nerd collector myself and having run a uh, 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 a toy store. Remember I ran that toy store for a little while? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that ended for all of five. That lasted for all of five months. Um, <laughs> um that uh, yeah, that's what it reminded me of. But I thought we would jump before we get back to serial killers and slashers that we happen to love, fictional slashers and serial killers that we loathe. I thought we would uh, be a good time for this. What movies? Has Mel Heflin been in connected to the episode in question regarding slashers? Okay. So, actually, I have done, I mean, plenty of slashers, but I guess the one or two that would relate most likely would be I worked on a movie called Camp Blood 7. Okay. And what was that about? Um, That's a killer clown. Were you the clown? No. Okay, because you're, always, a, cause you're a bit of a clown, because you're always because you're always a bit of a clown on this show. Because <laughs> 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 your jokes are bad. <laughs> yeah. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I recently worked on a slasher called Teacher Shortage. Oh, and were you killed in either one of these? Maybe. Okay, were you it's killed? A slasher yes, I'm killed. <laughs> okay, how badly are you killed? What happens to you? In Camp Blend 7, I I get killed twice, actually. Um, Do you get resurrected in order to be killed again? Uh, no, you, you don't see my death initially. And, of course, oh. in the Slasher movie, you know, I get knocked over the head while I'm on the dock. Okay, all right. And then you see me later getting absolutely gutted and then strangled with my own guts. Wow. 
you get strangled by your own guts. Okay, so I'm assuming like half your body's underneath the table or something like that, and the the dummy parts are what you're being strangled with. Yes. Okay. Now, how nude are you when you're getting killed? <laughs> uh, these are pretty PG-13. Oh, okay. So you're in clothes. Yes. Okay. Because I can imagine you've been killed before nude, but in a slasher movie, y- you don't strike me as the type of actress to play the good girl. <laughs> uh, no, I was a slutty bit. Okay. <laughs> Do you ever want to play the good girl? I mean, do you enjoy playing the good girl? Do you enjoy playing the promiscuous one? Uh, Playing the good girl is so boring. Now, when you move to Japan, which Mel is moving to Japan in January, unfortunately. We're going to be missing her. Uh, We still have technology to be able to communicate, but she is is packing up with her husband to move to Japan uh, because there's a military base in Japan, and her husband is is a military man, so happy Veterans Day to him coming up. Um... I'll be waking up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning to podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, yeah, the time difference. Um, are you going to go out for Japanese roles while you're in Japan? And don't forget, I, Japanese I'm horror movies are pretty it. fucked up. <laughs> I, I'm going to really, really, really give it, like, some extra effort to try. I'm going to hope to get a nanny over there to so that I can definitely do some work. Oh, are you going to get a Japanese nanny? Is she going to be a I'm naughty thinking, nanny? Oh. Uh, yeah, I I really want to work out there if I can, and because I will be living there legally and everything, I'll be able to, which uh, no problem. Um, but Japanese horror movies are pretty messed up. I I love it. I'm actually learning Japanese to try to give myself a, a bit of an edge. Cool. Um, will you be doing any type of voiceover work for dubbing of of anime, maybe? Oh, geez, I hope so. Okay, because they do hire for voiceover acting over there. Now, they rather you speak fluently Japan, Japanese so you don't sound like a moron, but they probably also do the dubbing sometimes over there for American or English-speaking countries. Makes sense. Yeah, so you could, um, you know, do hentai, maybe. Not that I haven't done it before. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. Um they're also known for their monster movies, too. You could be in a monster movies, monster movies in Japan, whether they're kaiju Japanese Godzilla or, sorry, um, whether they're kaiju, uh, God, I keep saying Japanese, that's the only country that uses that term, kaiju Godzilla, kaiju Ultraman, or any other giant monster movie, um, they do hire Americans, or at least white uh, actors in these movies sometimes. The cast isn't always 100% Japanese. Um, so that's something else you could go out for. Yeah, I'm down for all of it. Are you going to take a trip to the Suicide Forest? I really wanted to take some um, of my paranormal investigative equipment there, but I want to show utmost respect for their country, so I'm not sure if that's going to be likened or not. Lichen? <laughs> is that the new type? Is that the werewolf in Japan? The lichen? <laughs> yeah, you being the white girl going to Japan might not be the smartest idea to do that. Yeah, and I heard that uh, apparently it's not just suicides, that people take people out there to look like a suicide, so I don't know. I would not go out there alone. Let's just say that. No. Okay. I would bring a friend or wait till I can come to Japan and go with you. <laughs> and then we'll do a whole broadcast. <laughs> the Grudge is actually coming out in January. The remake, again, 
by Sam Raimi's studio again. Are you aware of this? I was not. I, I actually did see something about that, but I thought it was just a fan film. Because no, I, this is yeah, a legit new grudge movie. I mean, the poster has somebody washing their hair with another set of hands helping them wash the hair. But yeah, new grudge movie coming. Um, yay, maybe? I'm probably going to love it. Yeah. But I love everything. However, when you're in Japan, we can probably do the Japanese ghost episode where the guy's got to get drunk in order to fight a ghost. Yes, the Osake episode. Right. Happened right after Bobby died. By the way, if you pick up the journal of Bobby, it talks about one of the first cases he did after his wife died. He fights a ghost, a Japanese ghost. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. So that's definitely – it's also the story that gets him and Rufus um, – like, unfriended from each other. Wow. Yeah, so, moving on, other ghost slashers that I'd like to talk about are, of course, keeping in line, because uh, the Jaeger character in this is a slasher, but he seems to be a ghost that keeps coming back on All Saints Day, right? And mm-hmm. that's why the episode actually premiered. Uh, I'd like to admit on Halloween, but it's supposed to be, it's an All Saints Day killer, because there's no All Saints Day killer. We don't have an no. All Saints Day slasher, unless there's a, a movie out there that's so independent nobody wants to watch it. And we don't have a Mexican Day of the Dead slasher movie either. We have Coco, which is the Pixar movie, which is pretty cool. I like that movie. There actually is Day of the Dead movies. Uh, they're just very, very indie. Occasionally I'll see them on, like, Sci-Fi's channel or something. And I never catch the movie's names because I'm horrible. But they're not. we're not, of course, talking about the George Romero Day of the Dead, which has nothing right. to do with... You know, the Mexican Day of the Dead. That's a zombie movie. I've never even connected those two. <laughs> I, I have. And people are like, isn't there a Day of the Dead movie? It's a zombie movie. I'm like, yes, but it has nothing to do with Mexico. It's the zombie apocalypse on a military base. Yeah. Um, and then there's a remake, which takes place in a cave, and it was pretty awful, um, starring Bing Rames. <laughs> and he's like the brother of his character from the remake of Dawn of the Dead, the Zack Snyder movie. Oh Anyway, moving on. So I was gonna, I was gonna say other ghost serial killers that come back. Uh, Tony Todd's Candyman, which is getting remade, star, uh, directed by Jordan Peele. Uh, I know it's gonna be good, but uh, remakes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, they're hit or miss. Freddy, in a way, is a ghost um, serial killer too. Yeah. Wouldn't Jason? No, Jason's. He Jason is a zombie. Die. Jason is a hillbilly until he becomes a zombie. Then he's a yeah. super zombie. And then it's electricity every five minutes bringing him back to life, or psychic powers. And then there's Ghostface, who is just different people behind the same mask. Right. Ghostface is never actually, uh, is, is always a different person taking up the identity, even on the, excuse me, the Scream television series. Oh, and then there's uh, there's Chucky, who would actually kind of be a ghost since he possesses the doll. I guess so. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, that's voodoo and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there's also uh, who else did I have on my list? Um, I mean, in the in the in the in the My Bloody Valentine movie, um, I mean. It's it's hinted that it's possibly a ghost, but then of course it's it's revealed to be just a guy who's gone crazy. But have you ever right. seen Valentine starring David Boreanaz? Angel no. from Angel. Oh, really? Mm-mm. This is a great underrated horror movie about a serial killer in a chair mask going around killing people on Valentine's Day. Huh? 
And the telltale sign of who the serial killer is is because he bleeds through the nose of the mask, which is kind of impossible. Like people point out, there's no way the blood, the, the there's no way the mask fixates to the face that snugly that the nosebleed comes out right through the mask. But at, regardless, the movie also stars Denise Richards and a bunch of other people. It's really good. It just came out from Scream Factory. I highly recommend watching it. It came out in like 19, uh, 2000, I think. Yeah. Uh, again, starring, uh, I guess the biggest star of the movie is David Boreanaz, who was still doing Angel at the time the movie came out. Did you know that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre's original name was Head Cheese? Uh, yes, I did. I've seen most of the documentaries about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I, I I know a lot of places say that, you know, it's a myth and, you know, it's not based on a true story, but I have been to Childress, Texas, and I I really think that that probably was based on a true story, potentially, because the motel room I stayed in had Cromar marks all up and down the door. It was so creepy. A guy stood outside our motel room all night, all night. He stood in the same spot all night waiting for us to come out. Now, the way Dean obsesses over this serial killer in the, in the movie, David, for All Saints Day, all the different move, slasher movies that they keep making sequels of, which is really cool, um, what, is a, what is a slasher franchise that you were constantly waiting for the next one to come out like and obsessed with like Dean? You know, that's, that's uh, you know, I, I guess I would have to say Nightmare on Elm Street. But you weren't alive at the time Nightmare on Elm Street was in its heyday. I know, but every time, um, there, you know, just a Wes Craven movie, like the most recent one, even though it's not all that recent, where, oh my gosh, I just completely blanked on the entire movie. Because I'm an airhead. <laughs> my, my, mine would be probably Scream, because I was um, at the right age when Scream was coming out, like, every five minutes. I like Scream. The scary movie count? Scary movie, there's always no. sort of a, a slasher. No, scary movie is only a slasher in the first one. The rest are all parodies of other things. Haunted Houses, War of the Worlds, uh, Saw. I mean, the Saw franchise, every five minutes, there was a Saw movie. Uh, I did not like Saw. Would you consider Angela from um, Night of the Demons to be in that category with them, even though she's a demon and not a serial killer? Uh, I don't think so. I, I do love Night of the Demons, though, but I don't think I'd consider her a slasher. She's just a demon. Right. She's not like um, Jason's mother. Speaking of mother, there's Norman Bates that was based on a true story. Right, definitely. And so was Scream in some ways and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Nightmare on Elm Street had elements from real life. I mean, there was like a bully named Freddy. There was a guy who haunted uh, Wes Craven when he was a kid. He saw him staring at him out of his window when he looked out of his apartment. And then, of course, he read about you know people dying in their sleep and people couldn't figure out why. I, I think Norman Bates is actually very charming. Um, oh, and I also want to point out there's also um, uh, Until Dawn, the video game. That's kind I of love slash, that game. That is a slasher movie until it's not, 
and then it becomes something more terrifying, which I'm not going to give away if you have never played the game. It's got a great cast, Hayden Pantieri from Heroes and uh, Nashville is in it. Uh, the guy who played Grant Ward on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is one of the, uh, one of the uh, main characters in that. And then, of course, that same developer recently came up with a new game uh, man, of uh, Man of Media. Man of Medan. Man yeah. of Medan, yeah, and I just got done finishing it. I got away scot-free with the exception of one person getting killed. However, I've gone back into the middle of the game or whatever to see if I can rescue that person. Yeah, I I replayed it. I only survived with two people. Seriously? Oh, man, I survived with four out of five. And um, it definitely the dynamic definitely shifts around. If one of the people dies... Yeah, entirely. I get the... Uh, who do I get killed off? I get... But, okay, so there's no spoilers for this game, really. Without giving away the plot... Any of these characters can die, depending on how you play and your choices. So the person I get killed off is the fiancé, the uh, the older uh, black guy of the two. There's the nerdy guy, and then there's the athlete who's engaged to the sister. Really? I had no problem keeping him alive. Um, oh, I Fliss tripped. Is the, I Fliss tri- is the one that I can't keep alive. Fliss and the the white guy. You can't keep the main character alive, the guy who's on the box cover? I can't keep him alive. Seriously? Uh, Sean Ashmore? <laughs> yeah, of, I know. Of, uh, of, uh, okay, I can't remember. Is, 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 okay, here's the thing. He's a twin in Hollywood. Both brothers act. One played Jimmy Olsen on Smallville. One has been in Adam Green's Frozen. One has been in, uh, uh, he was Iceman in the X-Men movies. One has just finished a TV series on sci-fi called Killjoys, which is about bounty hunters in space. Hmm. I get the two of them mixed up. I've interviewed the guy from Killjoys, um, who was in um, uh, Smallville. Yeah. Um, Aaron Ashmore. So Aaron Ashmore is who I have interviewed. Uh, very nice guy. I have not interviewed his brother, Sean. Let me see if Aaron is the one who is in Man of Medan. Medin? Medan? Medan. Okay, so it's his brother, Sean, who is in uh, the uh, video game. Because this is not listed on his IMDb credit whatsoever. Gotcha. Okay, so, but, uh, I mean, <coughs> excuse me, we could go on and on and on about slashers until the night is young, but that's pretty much all the time we have here tonight for the Halloween episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore. If you've not seen this episode, Near Mint of Supernatural, it's a lot of fun. Go watch it. I rank it up there among my top 40 episodes of the show. <laughs> Because and if you're sh- like me and you're way behind, it doesn't give away too many spoilers to the rest of the season. No, it gives away nothing. I mean, most of the fan community is aware of the Michael Dean plotline at this point. What what happens with that is is something else altogether. But even that, I, there's there's not really much to spoil. Not until the end of the season. And by the way, the Michael Dean plotline gets wrapped up pretty quickly. So good because I was never a fan of the whole idea. No. Most people were not. It was terrible. I hated the way it ended. It felt like they had just basically doing the Demon Dean plotline again. When that happened, bigger shock. When this happened, I was like, really? Are we doing this again? And it was like, but it's not the same thing. It is the same thing. It's it is Dean the same thing. Or, and I, I don't even want to watch that season just because I know it's coming. But. It's Sam or Dean being, like, possessed or in trouble, and they're going to die, or they're going to go to hell, or they're going to whatever. Or when they get separated from each oh. other, and it's like, okay, let's hurry this up and get back to the fun. Everyone hates that. But people are like, oh, but it shows how 
how strong they are as brothers. That they shut up. Okay, it's it's a terrible. <laughs> we know they're line. brothers. We know they're they have a good relationship. God. Whatever. There are like okay, that show's been on for fifteen seasons. There are only about they're about fifteen to a sorry they're about fifty to a hundred great episodes in yeah. my opinion. The rest summer outside the hundred are really good, but honestly there are a lot of really bad ones. And they come in the last couple seasons. I don't I, think there's any bad episodes per se, just bad plot lines. Bad writing. The Chicago Monster Mob episode, anybody? That was supposed to be its own spinoff show? Oh, my God. That oh Sam and Dean are barely in? Uh, or, Dean, or, or when Sam found out that Dean let the Battlestar Galactica actor Angel guy take over his body so he could be healed after the... Uh, the rite of passage right. spell he did, and Dean Sam's like, we're not brothers anymore. Uh, Sam's like, we're not brothers anymore. We're going to just work together, and I hate you. And then Dean almost dies, and everything's forgetting because he, then he becomes a demon. Ugh. I, I just hate that. I hate that I whole thing. I actually did like Dean and Crowley running uh, around. That was fine. <laughs> that was fine. But I hated, like, don't forget to check us out on RadioHorror.com. Our next episode will be coming up, but not in November. We might uh, be waiting a little bit because we did two episodes as a big return. Um, so thank you for t- returning to the Supernatural Creatures Lore podcast. Hopefully you check out our Vampire Part 2 episode because I have done one previously with the previous co-host, Kat. So this is our second episode I did with Mel. Don't Yay, forget- me! Yay, Mel! Uh, don't <laughs> forget you can check us out on Twitter at Supernatural Creatures Lore. You can join us on the group, but you got to answer the questions. Otherwise, I'm going to ban you because I think you're a spammer. So do not try and join the Supernatural Creatures and Lore group unless you have something to say. Honestly, there hasn't been a lot of uh, stuff being posted from other people. I might close the group. We're the only two people posting. So, um, yeah, not, nobody responds to my polls or anything, really. Yeah, um, so I might be closing that group soon. But, uh, hey, if you don't want us to close it, you got to say something because we're just running a group that nobody's responding to. We're just talking to each other. Basically, <laughs> we're just, uh, yeah, which we can do any, and, and any other form of communication. But uh, please leave us a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you read a rating on iTunes, keep in mind a we're pulling. A good rating. Yes, keep in mind <laughs> that you, we are pulling information from books books written by people who think they know better than us because they do. The point is that we're pulling information from a variety of sources about the subject matter that we are talking about. So if you make a comment about something we're talking about, know what you're talking about. And remember, our information just might be different than yours. I love the comment about Krampus being like, you don't know anything about this, that, and the other thing. You forgot to mention this, that, and the other thing. We really try to keep these episodes around 30 minutes long, so keep that in mind. Thank you, everybody, and have a happy Halloween. In the shadows you can hear the sound The rumble of a hundred hellhounds Cries of the banshee, terror of the way to go You also can't see 